Um, yeah, it says here, a firstborn with another firstborn is likely to be a power struggle. They tend to bump heads because firstborns can be perfectionists and like having things done their own way. So it's all a matter of control. And then it says that doesn't mean you're doomed from the start. For example, Hillary and Bill Clinton, who have been married 41 years, are for both firstborns. I don't think that's a like great marriage example. I, yeah, right. Of like, mm. there's hope. You can be like the Clintons. Yeah, was Monica Lewinsky a last born? What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Shooters Gotta Shoot. I am your co-host, Erica Sparov. And I'm Molly DeMillier. And we've got another great episode for you this week, talking about birth order in relationships. Very, very excited. I wrote a paper on birth order in high school, and I I feel like it's kind of like astrology, that people like hearing things about themselves. Yeah. And the birth order. Yeah. It's like the characteristics that like try and that reaffirm some of the things that you do. One thing I think is so interesting about birth order, though, is also the gap between siblings. I feel like that has so much to do with it. And it's really hard to find any sort of commentary on it. Right. Like the is the baby, quote unquote, of the family more of a baby when there's a larger age gap. Right. And then one of the things we found actually said that they're less like a baby because Mm -hmm. of the age gap right and it's almost like the family starts over again which i feel because both my siblings were out of the house going to college i turned 12 okay yeah that's a big you know so uh, half my time like memories really of like growing up my house because that's like sixth grade so then Mm -hmm. the next six years i was by myself Ooh, yeah Yeah. i mean the biggest thing is always like where I'm a family of three, three kids, similar to you, you're a family mm-hmm. of three kids and I'm the middle. And there always was a shift in dynamic based on kids being back home, but also how many kids were back home. Yeah. So there was a year of yeah. just me and my sister. And then when I was in my senior year of college, my brother had a gap year between college and dental school. Okay. So that was a year of just them two. But it would be like when I came home, my dad would be like, Oh, there's always a shift in the energy when it's suddenly the three of you. That, yeah. And it was really weird in my house because I was just like super, super independent because of the way that I grew up, I think. And so when, or when I was in college, I only came home one summer. And so it was kind of like them coming back, but I didn't really come back into the mix unless it was for like a week or so at a time, which was interesting. And at that, it's like holidays. So it's not, it's not really like living together. We didn't live together yeah. after we were 11. That's was really interesting. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like if you're home or if you're like on a family trip, it'd be the only time it was like everybody. Yeah. It was, um, it was really different. I used to love those breaks because I was kind of like the baby in my hometown too, mm-hmm. because my siblings all had like their friend group were in their two classes. So it was just like everybody hung out at my house. And so because of that, when they would come home on breaks, I would be at like, middle school basketball practice and then all of a sudden one of my brother's like smoke show friends would pull up to pick me up or like oh, come shit. in and it, like they knew they were making me the cool kid because yeah, i was that's a move i was like playing up in sports too so i would be with like the girls who he was just in school with that like they knew love these dudes and so they would just come into the high school and be like okay ma like time to go and they're like what why why is this person coming to get you <laughs> i was like i don't know but i'm in this car yeah there definitely was some concerned parents oh yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> Molly just got picked up by a 20 year old. <laughs> How did she meet this man? I sold like Crayola products on my school list. <laughs> if my parents were there, they would be like, that's why we have a family computer in the kitchen. <laughs> You can't be IMing people in the privacy of your room. We don't know who you're talking to. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're like calling my dad. Like, yeah, Mark, I'll be right up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, see you, Mark. <laughs> yeah, but I guess before we get into the meat of these articles, um, real quick, if you haven't left us a review, please do so on Apple Podcasts. Helps the podcast grow. And we have a giveaway coming out on Patreon. Hell yeah. I'm so pumped about this. Um, so we partnered with Wow Tech Group, and we are going to be giving away a free womanizer vibrator, which Erica and I can both attest is pretty great. Yep. And you want to hear exclusive reviews about the womanizer, <laughs> join the Patreon <laughs> at patreon.com slash shooters got to shoot. Yeah. You got to pay us for that story. <laughs> Yo, it's a $200 vibrator though. It is. Yeah. So you join for five bucks if you like to gamble, you know. Yeah, and that's some serious ROI. You can flip that. You can use it. I don't care what you do, but sign up for the Patreon and uh, throw your hat in the ring. Yeah, or if you want to win it for a friend. Yeah, great gift. That's also another room. Vibrator is a very fun gift. Yeah, and and it's it's the vibrator that ended uh, Remy Casimir's no orgasm streak in her life. Okay. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) So if that's not enough... Of, uh, you know, push for you. I don't know what else to tell you. All right. If you've never had an orgasm, you got to join the Patreon. You will. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, that's it. That's all we have to plug. Yeah, man. All right. So let's do it. So first article here is how does birth order affect relationships? I'm going to read the last born. You should read. I think I'm a little bit more of a firstborn than a middle child. I think you are too. Okay. I feel like my brother and I are like half of each. And because we were so, so close in age. Your brother is the firstborn and you're the middle, He's right? the firstborn. I'm the middle. However, everyone that meets us thinks I'm the firstborn. Yeah. Also, his personality, he's a, just a little bit aloof. Like, he's just happy to be there all yeah. the time. Like, oh, hi. You yeah. Know? I, I always say the middle child is forgotten about because every time I showed up somewhere, it would always be like, good, you're here. Waiter is your brother. Oh, yeah. The middle child is forgotten life. because my mom's a middle child and she would always say that to my brother. So she would always actually try to give him more attention because she would be like i i know what it's like to be the middle child i don't want him to feel forgotten interesting because like i think i was telling you this the other day my mom growing up as the middle child her dad was a traveling salesman so there were just chunks of time that he was gone like days maybe even weeks i'm not really sure and my grandma worked Mm. which was also like pretty uncommon for that time and my mom's sister was just kind of I think she's the older one kind of did her own thing and then she had a sister who was significantly younger about five years younger so my mom as the middle child had to cook go home after school from the time she was in grade school cook dinner for the whole family wrap all the Christmas presents every year like she was essentially like the mom of the family and just everyone was kind of like oh you just assumed those things would get done and so like growing up like that for my brother, who is the middle child, and also a similar family dynamic of yours, of like yeah. the first two about a year apart, and then a kid about six years later, she was always very focused on like, okay, I don't want Robbie to feel left out. I don't want him to feel forgotten because mm-hmm. she really felt that way growing up. I mean, I don't, I think Rob sometimes was sort of like forgotten and just like left <laughs> to do his own thing, but <laughs> she really tried. <laughs> well, it's, I, I was going to say another thing that comes into play. Uh, I mean, stereotypical gender expectations. Yeah. So sometimes, too, it's like you say forgotten, but sometimes it's like not worrying about boys as much. Yeah. Of like indirectly they get a little more independence. 
Also, when you think about worry, like, you know, we grew up super, super small town. Mm. The only times I ever got pulled over, they told me to tell my dad they said <laughs> hi. You know, like that kind of a town. Yeah, so, I got a threat that was like, well, I'm going to call your father. I was like, please don't call my father. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just give me the ticket. They're like, tell Mark I said hello. <laughs> fix your taillight. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to call him. He's got to fix that for you. Yeah. But uh, so we couldn't really get in like too, too much trouble. But and also my brother was and is just like painfully brilliant. So it's like you wouldn't worry about him in school. You wouldn't worry about him, you know, something happening, Mm -hmm. you know. So and I mean, there really couldn't get in too much trouble. I will say my parents were pretty good of like I didn't feel a difference between like me being a girl and my brother being a boy. Uh, Yeah, I didn't because I would always fight them on it. Of like being treated well, My the mom same. actually was in my corner that if my dad let my brother do something, she would just go, you know, that means you have to let Erica do it. What kinds of things? Very little things. Like if it would be like curfew. Oh, yeah. Um, Or I mean, flash forward to like adulthood. Like I literally kept a list of my phone of like things my brother got to do specifically in relationships. Interesting. That I was like, oh, Marcus is going to Florida with mm-hmm. just his girlfriend put that note in okay <laughs> i was like there's gonna be a day all right there will be a day yeah that i get to that i want to <laughs> go away with a boy okay who is my boyfriend and and if i get any pushback of like you can't do that because you're not you know engaged or married i'd be like well according to this list i have eight different trips yeah. i'm allowed to take <laughs> carla made the list before i made the list <laughs> that's so funny okay so i was like oh marcus got to go to the shore with just a girlfriend i get to go to the shore with just a boyfriend someday <laughs> still waiting you're like still writing the list. list i am still writing the list i have not given up on the list the list stays that's amazing okay marcus moved in with a girlfriend that was another thing that happened mm. that my parents uh were not a fan of but it's still on the list yeah it's still on the list <laughs> that happened uh and my mom was like just don't tell the priest in the family <laughs> just just you know don't bring it up at easter dinner <laughs> right oh oh this was the big one marcus and the girlfriend whenever they would stay with the family got to share a room my brother and his girlfriend did that too yeah that was that was the biggest one where i was like oh we get to do this now and my dad was like don't fucking think about it and i was like oh it's going on the list i remember my dad had like a sit down and like told me that they were letting it happen i was out of the house <laughs> and i was like he's like 27 like that'd be fucking weird if he didn't exactly my brother's same age my mom was like you know they live together yeah they're 27 i was like i assumed i was like but now i'm just thinking about it like i don't (laughs) want to think about it (laughs) yeah all right you read the firstborn okay so the firstborns these children tend to be conscientious ambitious organized and in relationships dominant firstborns like to be in control as with all birth order positions, gender plays a role too. In the case of first, oldest sons tend to be take charge types, leaders. Oldest females, on the other hand, are more likely to be bossy, confident, and aggressive than their younger siblings. Okay. Oh. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. This article is being a little sexist because it's basically saying if you're a take charge type and a leader, you're considered bossy and aggressive as a woman. No, I think it's trying to say actually that you are different. In the way that you go about it, that's how I read it. I don't. I don't think I get it's what it's trying to say, to but I think a lot. I don't know. My this is also in Women's Day, so I don't think their intention would be to, to be. Sexist. I know, but it just annoys me because I've been called those things when I was doing the exact same thing as like men. Yeah. No, I know what you mean. Like I've definitely been told that like it had like sexist thing, not as like the oldest, but yeah. like had those words. But I, I think the diff. It's trying to differentiate that like 
I think this is why they're using gender here is that like the oldest sons are going to be more take charge in leadership ways. But when it's an oldest sister, because it's saying specifically to the younger sisters, I read that wrong. Oldest no, it says than them, like compared. Oh, okay. Than their younger sisters. Interesting. I'm I'm reading it like they. It's almost more of a negative. It like it can go a bit more negative when the female is the oldest. Yeah, that's how I took it. Yeah, I mean there is some truth to this because it's something that like me compared to my sister is she cares. A little bit more of like making other people happy and a little mm-hmm. bit more of what other people think and i feel like i'm always the one sitting there going well fuck them carla they suck yeah <laughs> move on and she's right. like but but and i'm always like no fuck yeah that. like i'm always like Egh. right anyway all right what's it say about middle people <laughs> middle people <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry middle children people you know middle children are the least defined of the types there can only be one oldest and one baby, but middles shift depending on how many there are in the whole family. So I think this is interesting because it's like if you have a bunch of kids, like which one exactly is the middle? You know? Yeah. So I think bigger families is where this gets blurred a little bit. But anyways, it says that said they can be predictable in the best sense of the word. The middleborns are like the type O blood of relationships. They go with anyone. As a general rule, middles tend to be good at compromise, a skill valuable to them as they negotiated between bossy older sibs and needy younger ones. However, some middle children, preferably for the same reasons as above, can be very secretive. Hmm. What do you think about that as a middle kid? Uh, my mom would agree with the secretive part because I tell her the least. Really? Do you think you're secretive to other people? No, I think it's just to my parents. Mm. But it's kind of like if you're used to being, quote, kind of the forgotten about. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, why do you care to know? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or it's just kind of like if you're used to kind of doing your own thing and no one checking up on you, then you also don't feel the need to share everything. Right. Like Uh, you're, I think middle children are just like fiercely independent in a lot of ways. Yeah. You kind of have to be. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it's interesting of like, I agree with the shift because there's definitely qualities that my brother will point out to me that are very much more of like a younger child yeah and well then, especially with the age gap because you had what like five almost six years where you were basically you were the youngest child yeah you know before your sister came along so i, I think was yeah that's that's an interesting shift to go through it especially at that age because i think about my brother going through that of like he was the baby mm-hmm. for almost six years yeah i felt like because i was so close to my brother we just would get grouped into everything together yeah so it's like it's interesting, but I remember the biggest thing about my sister was it was obviously later in my parents' life, and I remember that was when my dad opened his own practice. Mm-hmm. So then we like moved to a better house, mm-hmm. and that was literally re- like a month before my sister was born. Mm. And so like from day one, I remember I made a comment one time to my mom about something, and my mom was like, "What did you say?" And it was something about Carla got like the better stuff. Yeah. And she kind of was like, what? I mean, she nipped it real quick of like, are you acting like a spoiled brat? And I was like, nope. Yeah. But it was something that it was just like, oh, yeah, her whole life was in like the nicer house in my brain as a kid. Yeah. I think my siblings went through that, too. We didn't move until I was two, but very mm-hmm. similar. Um, yeah, it's it is interesting because mine was when my parents were later in life. Like I was born when my mom was turning 40. So it's like you're just in a different phase of life. Yeah. You know, like Mm -hmm. everything you've done, like tax brackets, everything like that are so different at that point. And like I will say, though, going back to middle children in the shift, 
is the day I was born. So I was born in the middle of the night and my grandparents came over the house to watch my brother and sister. And when they woke up in the morning, my parents called, you know, the hospital to be like, oh, you have a baby sister. And so my mom's talking to my brother and she's like, Robbie, like you're a big brother. You have a baby sister. And she goes, well, who's going to make my breakfast? Because <laughs> my mom did that for him every single day. And he was such a particular kid. He had to have a waffle every morning. Oh, my God. And so he was like, what am I going to eat? Yeah. Who's going to make it? He's like, hello. And she, my mom was like, I think you can have cereal today, buddy. And he was like, no. <laughs> How dare you? You're not here. <laughs> Tell them where the waffles are. Yeah. I don't have patience. <laughs> that's so great oh shit i love that it's an interesting balance because i'm like i feel like if you asked my sister she would be like well a lot of times i got your hand-me-downs yeah like her bedroom furniture and her room right now was my old bedroom furniture yeah and it's not like it wasn't nice furniture right but it just was like yeah she technically never got to pick out her own furniture and i got to one time oh yeah so it's like from every perspective you'll feel like oh i don't get this thing but it's like from every perspective has those feelings. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I think if you would talk to my siblings, like in my head, when I grew up, I had the tiniest room. And then when I went to high school or it was like late middle school, I ended up taking my sisters because she was fully out of the house and that was the biggest. And then by the end of high school, I had kind of like bled over into all of them and like, you know, (laughs) taken up closets. Why not? So I think in their perspective, it's like, well, you had the run of the house. You had literally like Mm. three rooms and like all the closets. And in my head, like I had the tiny room growing up because I still think of that room as like my room because that's where I grew up. And the tiny bed. You had the twin bed. I did. I had the tiniest. And actually at first before we moved... I just had a corner of my sister's room because it was my parents' first house was only a three-bedroom house. Mm-hmm. So for the first few years, I w- was just like a little corner in her room. <laughs> and that's all I had. Oh, damn. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's see. Lastborns. Okay. I'm going to read this one. Beloved, treasured, and in many cases, babied for much longer than their older siblings and often by their older siblings. The stereotypical youngest of the brood tends to be less responsible and more devil-may-care, with less of a hankering to take charge. That could be different if the baby of the family came after a gap of more than a few years, though. In that case, the baby of the family may act more like an only child or an older sibling, as though the family had started all over again. I feel a few parts of this, Mm -hmm. of like, I don't like to make decisions, but when it comes to... I don't like doing things in my career or things that are really going to impact me. I'll take charge. But if it's something like go, like picking a place to go out to eat, I hate doing that. Or, you know, making decisions for a trip because I've always just been the tag along of I just got taken everywhere. You know, I was the kid who when there were games, like I just I had to go to everything. Also, I was going to say, did you ever feel like when you did get to choose the other siblings would almost like bully you? I mean, yeah. Like, if you picked a restaurant, the other two would be like, oh, come on, Molly. Yeah. Why'd you pick that one? Yeah. Or, like, the things that I wanted to do, not even, like, restaurant, because it's, like, everyone can pick food, right? And also, Mm -hmm. there was, like, two choices. Yeah. Which place on Main Street do you want to (laughs) go? Right. Like, do you want to go to Nina's or do you want to go to the country club? And so, um, it would be more, like, for example, every time we went shopping, and also, I was a really particular, like, when I liked something, that's all I wanted to do. I didn't want to mm-hmm. try something new. So we would go Christmas shopping, and 
all I wanted to do was go to the Disney store in the Syracuse Mall. So my brother and sister would want to do everything because at that point they were teenagers. They were yeah, wanting to go to the stores, clothes. Like clothes shopping. Yeah. And all I wanted to do all day was go to this store. And I would like cry if I couldn't go because I would have to go like get tagged along to all these stores. Oh, yeah. Because you're also like, not big enough to go by yourself. No, I was like mm. six. <laughs> oh, that's so, the worst. Yeah. And so then everyone was tired. It would be like the last thing that we would do. So everyone would be so exhausted. I'd be like, Disney star, Disney star. <laughs> <laughs> and then it'd be like, you have three seconds, Molly. Pick out a gift. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That sucks. <laughs> That's tough. But I was also, I just wanted to be accepted by them so badly mm. that I would also, like, they always say, like, you were just so quiet and obedient when you were around because you just wanted to be able to be in the room. True. And, like, hang out with them. And especially when they were with their friends, it was like, I just wanted to be cool enough. Yeah, I got, yeah. we got in trouble a couple times of my mom would be like, she's trying to play with you. Yeah. Like, you can't use that power to make her do things. <laughs> like, yeah. where she just wants to be buddies with you. Well, that was, us. I think my brother and sister would get in trouble for that too. And especially my brother as he got older, because I was like the biggest tomboy in the world. Mm -hmm. Like, this is so embarrassing. You had the haircut just like your brother, correct? I, I did. I wanted to be just <laughs> like him. And like, I... I just like I wanted to be a boy when I was a little girl like mm. so so badly and so I would try and like we would fight like we would like punch each other we would wrestle and as he got bigger my mom would always have to be like you're too strong like you can't do that with her but literally one of the games they used to play my brother his friends my sister her friends see who could throw me the farthest <laughs> and like in and the like pool. not in the pool oh in a so pool. it would be in the pool but they would throw me from outside of the pool oh, of course of yeah. like on the concrete deck like I don't Why know how, yeah. how I don't know how I survived <laughs> like I was I was in the hospital like a bit as a kid like I hit a lot of trees with sleds it was just like thrown everywhere yeah. but I was like just kept diving back into the fire of like I want to be here <laughs> <laughs> funny uh Carla we didn't throw Carla but her first word was uh-oh because oh, no. when we would drop her we made it into a game we would oh, go no. uh-oh <laughs> And then she said, and we were like, yay, word. but we would do that so she wouldn't cry. Yeah. I remember one time I went sledding with my brother and he wasn't paying attention. And he was down at like the bottom of the hill and we were going into a hill that was just going straight into trees for some reason. And I just wanted him to pay attention then also to be down like by him and his friend at the bottom of the hill. And so I just jump on the sled. I'm like four or five. And I go down head first and <laughs> just down into the trees, straight ice. And his friend just kind of puts his arm out a little bit to try and stop me, but doesn't try and actually like grab me. And I just nail my face into his arm and oh just God. keep going into the trees. <laughs> so then I have to grab a tree so that I don't smash into one. Also, I break my face open when I hit his arm. So there's blood everywhere. And I grab a tree, swing around, and then like pull myself back out of the woods. And my brother was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's just blood trailing down the, oh. in the, into the snow. So it's like it looks real bad. And he just looks at me and he goes, please don't cry. Please don't cry. <laughs> Like, Rob, there is blood everywhere. Well, that's always the first concern. Because yeah. you cry, mom comes in and is like, what happened? What did you do? He's like, I don't want to get in trouble. Oh, man. I was lucky. Uh, I was very lucky that Carla could not say my name first. She said Marcus's mm -hmm. name first. Mm -hmm. And there was one time she was in her like full snowsuit, all fluffy, like kind yeah. of like Christmas story, like couldn't move. Yeah. And we were in um, the coat closet. And we turned the lights off and started shoving her around because we were like... <laughs> 
<laughs> we were like, you can't feel pain. You're all like stepped up. We were like, I was in this game. And she was like laughing and laughing and laughing. And then obviously she hit something. And then she was crying. And all of a sudden the door whips open. And it's like, what did you guys do? And she just says, Marcus. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, that's on you, bro. <laughs> it's like, I'm good. But yeah. Um, okay. Last one. Only children. Ooh. The stereotype about only children is that they are pampered and precious and thus will have trouble ceding the spotlight to anyone. But that doesn't describe every only child. In fact, many onlys act a lot like firstborns. They tend to be responsible as well, well as mature. In fact, many grow up more quickly than kids with siblings. Thanks to how much time they spend with adults. Okay. I feel like that's true. The only children that I know. Do you think some... Very true. I feel like it goes either way. I feel like some either are not close with their parents or they're just like super, super close with their parents. There's a super too. close and also something about this and e- and also the youngest child, I think also depends on like how big are the other parts of your family? Like how many cousins do you have? And yeah. do you see them often? Yeah. Because my one cousin is the only literally the only only child in all of our entire family like extended cousins everything but she was super close in age to the other two cousins okay and would be with them all the time so she was like i felt like the youngest yeah and like i had two siblings yeah you know and she doesn't come across as a super only child she actually comes off more like a firstborn of like very organized very type a and even my sister was the opposite though if she was the last of all the first cousins on that side Mm -hmm. so our hometown where we grew up so it was like oh you were the baby in our family but you were treated even more like the baby with all the aunts and uncles and the grandparents Mm -hmm. because it was like they thought they were done having grandchildren yeah and then a new grandchildren comes on the scene and it's like oh yeah this is the last one yeah you know just everybody's baby oh for sure but yeah it's it's interesting that they don't talk about like selfishness in this i know which is something I feel like everybody's noticed in an only child friend, maybe. Yeah. Of a little bit like, oh, you're just used to like no one ever fucking your stuff up. Yeah. I feel like I noticed that more of the kids who are only children that I knew growing up. And I've, as an adult, made good friends. Two of my good friends are only children, Allie and Bella. And I don't think you would notice that when you mm-hmm. hang out with them. I think they're more on the side of uh, like grew up quickly because they were always with adults. So they actually, True. they can like handle themselves really well in adult situations, like extremely adult situations. Um, so I think that's interesting, but definitely knew those kids growing up of like, oh my God, just painfully selfish or just like, you just know that they're just like the pride and joy. Like their parents are just always everywhere and you're mm-hmm. like, oh, it's because no one has anything else to do, but pay attention to you. <laughs> yeah. They always get picked up on time. Yeah. <laughs> Those kids, yeah, I would have to run sometimes at practice. They'd be like, "Where's your mom?" I'm like, "I don't know." Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know where she is. I called her. <laughs> so, in terms of matching, which originally- wait, I have a question before this. Okay. In terms of like guys that you've gone out with, have you noticed any kind of a pattern of someone that you match up well with or don't, or have you ever thought about birth order in dating someone? Um, I mean, I've thought about it, but I never, I haven't seriously dated too many people. Right. But I just find in general, it's rare that I meet other middle children. Yeah. So it's more like most guys I meet are either the oldest or the youngest. And I think a lot of it also just comes from a lot of families are two people families or two children families. Yeah. Bigger families are definitely becoming less of a thing. Yeah. Um, Eggs Benedict was technically the youngest, but there's only like, I think 
18 months between him and his brother. So similar to me and my brother. Okay. If anything, I've noticed I like dating guys and I'm attracted to guys that are close with their siblings. Yeah. Is more so something that I just personally indirectly find attractive because I'm yeah. just like, oh, I'm close with my siblings. So you're not going to think that's weird. Right. So I haven't really noticed. I definitely don't. am not attracted to people that are super youngest children and I can tell. Yeah. So you can't tell with me? No, I can't really tell. That's good. Because you pitch in a lot. Thanks. So. I try. <laughs> <laughs> but like reading these with the pairing, the best pairing they say is an older child with a younger child, specifically older female with youngest male. Which, I mean, that makes sense. Which who is surprised? Right. Because it's like a mother and a child. No one's surprised. Yeah, right. No one's and surprised. I feel like all men are children in a relationship. So it's like. Yes oldest kid being a girl Mm -hmm. that's the money shot you're gonna marry her off first or oh you want to hear something i read the other day what oh this sent like a shiver up my spine it was (laughs) it was something like most moms that have the close relationship with their sons like the reason there's such this mother-son protectiveness and like no woman's ever going to be good enough yeah there's this thing of moms raise their sons to be the qualities that their husband isn't Ooh. (laughs) like like the things that that they feel they're missing in their partner they like extra harp on with their sons yeah because they're like these are the things that drive me crazy and i'm gonna make sure you're not like that interesting but it just made me be like (laughs) oh yes and no i mean i've dated some mama's boys and it drove me nuts i was like oh this would have been terrible but i think Mm. about growing up my dad would say things to me of like he would see other women do things to like spouses or, like his friends and be like don't be like that don't be like don't be a woman like that don't be a nag don't be this don't be that and so yeah. i got all these like affirmations like don't be the woman who just asks too much don't be the one who which i think sometimes can be why in a r- relationship like i'm not going to bug a guy mm-hmm. so i'm like i don't want to be that nag who you know says that the guy can't go golfing and can't do that you know because yeah. it's just like it, it's the same thing of like hearing our guy friends talk shit it's like well no one likes that it's like i think they do <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> or it's just they don't like it in the beginning right and then as you like get that bond right or it's just interesting it's like okay you don't want a, you don't want your partner to nag you the way their mom does but you want them to do all the other things their mom does. Right. You want all the positive qualities of your mom, mom, but none of the negative qualities. Right. And it's like, oh, so you want me to treat you like my son, except for when you're fucking up, I can't come in and correct you. Right. Like, Which is just the worst thing. Yeah. That's my nightmare. Right. Like, like I'm supposed to just be a quiet supporter the whole time. <laughs> I'm not signing up for that. I don't care how big the diamond is. <laughs> I'll buy my own. <laughs> and tell you what to do. I mean, you know, it's one thing or the other. But reading this article, my mom is the firstborn and my dad is the youngest by far. Oh, your mom's the firstborn. My mom's the firstborn. Yeah. Okay. But her and her sister are very close. And, okay. But my mom is a uh, personality-wise is the uh, go with the flow, more of a peacemaker. She is. She's the caretaker, though. Yeah, I'm like trying to think. She's she basically was the one that never wanted to, never never made trouble, never wanted to be in trouble, always wanted to do good. Yeah, I d- I do think that's like her firstborn characteristic in the biggest way might not be like the super take charge, but she is just the caretaker Mm -hmm. which i see that with my mom too of even though she's the middle but she acted like the firstborn a lot yeah and 
my dad is significantly the youngest. He's the yeah. youngest by 16 years. Oh, yeah. My dad's like by yeah. 12 or 13. I don't know the number. Yeah. But it was like, yeah, full like adults. Yeah. So my mom was always like, your dad had three mothers growing up. Yeah. Like, mm. mm-hmm. no Ooh. wonder they get along so well, our dads. <laughs> yeah. No wonder. Yeah. No wonder. <laughs> no wonder they're such good friends. <laughs> yeah, but the <laughs> and the thing my dad doesn't have about that age gap, though, he hates being alone. So does mine. Okay. Absolutely hates it. I don't yeah. know. Maybe that's because the mother's always around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's see about the pairing. So, f- best one, like we said, is the firstborn with the lastborn. Specifically, female firstborn with a male lastborn. Mm-hmm. No one is surprised. So, with this firstborn, lastborn, uh, it says your worst match is another firstborn. That makes sense. Power struggle? <sighs> Probably. So, according to the study, it says... You have pretty good odds of a successful marriage if you're a firstborn who marries a lastborn. That is because there's an opposites attract thing going on. The firstborn is more type A and teaches the lastborn little things about organization, whereas the lastborn helps keep the atmosphere light and reminds the firstborn not to take everything so seriously. There was one thing that I was reading in one of these when it was talking about um, firstborns and uh, a firstborn couple both of them is the Clintons. I'm like, that is. actually makes a ton of sense, though, because when people talk about their marriage, they talk about it as more of like a business relationship and a contract, which I'm like, okay, those are two super headstrong power people. Mm-hmm. And uh, that just, it just makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, it says here, a firstborn with another firstborn is likely to be a power struggle. They tend to bump heads because firstborns can be perfectionists and like having things done their own way. So it's all a matter of control. And then it says that doesn't mean you're doomed from the start. For example, Hillary and Bill Clinton, who have been married 41 years, are for both first, firstborns. I don't think that's a like great marriage example. I, yeah, right. Of yeah. like, mm. there's hope. You can be like the Clintons. Yeah, was Monica Lewinsky a lastborn? <laughs> that would be interesting. You want to look that up? I want to know. Yeah, let's see what Monica was. Lewinsky birth order. Okay, what do you think she is? Uh, I can see her being a forgotten middle child. Let's and you see. think she's last? I mean, I just think it would be funny if she was last. You think she's a middle? Yeah. That's why she went so rogue. Her and her younger brother, firstborn. Oh, Bill damn. Likes, oh, Bill likes firstborns, He's baby. got a type. He likes strong <laughs> women. <laughs> okay. All right. There it is. I was curious. Damn. We were both wrong. Well, all right. Well, then it just oh. goes to show that most people have a type. That's what yeah. that proves. <laughs> So, ooh, the advice it gives to firstborn people. You have to learn to let go. You should stop stop trying to improve your spouse and instead bite your tongue and stop criticizing. (laughs) (laughs) He also says that you should define your roles carefully so there's no power play over who pays the bills or who does the shopping. Oh. Mm, Okay, ready? Firstborn middle child relationships can be confusing for firstborns because middle children can be closed off and bad at communicating their feelings. How do you feel about that? That's pretty accurate. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm better now. (laughs) I'm better now with the podcast. Uh, They say these couples should learn to open up to each other more and firstborn should encourage middle children to speak by asking things like, what do you think? Tell me how you really feel or tell me more. Mm, I got no problem on the opinion front. No. Mm. All right. If you are a middle child, best match is a lastborn. Worst match is another middle child. Hmm. But the other article said that basically you're a typo and you could kind of go either way. Right. So let's see. 
Middle children do not communicate well, and this is twice as bad in a middle child partnership. They don't tend to confront each other about things because they feel it isn't worth the hassle and instead bottle up their emotions. Middle children supposedly have the best track record for building a lasting marriage because they grow up learning to compromise and negotiate with their siblings. However, this can be confusing to their partners because middle children can often hide their emotions instead of talking about what they really feel. Yeah, I think it's like a lot of middle children are a bit more passive. Mm. So it's like, yeah, they do really well. If they get confronted about something, they can compromise, negotiate, work through it. But a lot of them just don't really speak up, which I think there's a bit of truth in that. Uh, I think that's very true for me because I'm like, I'm easygoing in the sense that I let a lot of shit fly. But mm-hmm. then the things that really irk me, I'm like, I'm not letting this fly. Yeah, you know when to speak <laughs> up. Because in my head, I'm like, uh-uh, I let a lot of shit go. That I was like, this one can't. This right. is the last straw. I'm like, I'm done. Right. But I think about my brother, and he's he's had to learn to speak up. And mm. it, he's very similar. Like, pretty, really easygoing. But it, 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 I think he can be a little passive sometimes. And so... When he when he does speak up, it's it's for the big thing. So it's like people listen when he says something, which I think is good, right? Because like, oh well, he doesn't just bitch all the time. That is true. You know, I mean, that's valuable in any person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it says that compromising middle child tends to make a good partner for lastborns who are usually socially outgoing. They have good communication because middle children are not threatened by lastborns, so their communication problems aren't as much of an issue. Ooh, that's interesting. Like they'd be threatened by a firstborn. Yeah, I could see that. Because mm, okay. the firstborn would be a bit too, like, domineering. Or you always feel like if you're... Basically, if you're just youngest to somebody, the oldest one usually is, like, the dominating one, according to these. Right. So you're just like, eh, I'm going to let it go. Right. Now, I was going to say, do you think it also might play a little bit, too, of the relationship that they have with their older sibling? Of, Very like, much. if their older sibling was more controlling over them, like, that's not what they're going to look for in a partner. If it's more negative controlling, you know? Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, I hate this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very much. Yeah, it's funny that uh, all the like relationship books always talk about your relationship with your parents and your upbringing yeah. counting, but it's like none of them have really mentioned birth order. No, and it's so interesting. Like, I feel like it plays a pretty big role in how I relate to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Very much. I don't know. I can't really think. I'm like trying to think of like all my closest friends, and I'm like, most of them I think are lastborns. Yeah, growing up most of my friends were youngest kids and I think part of it was our parents were friends and there were actually a lot of dynamics of my family or similar ones of they had a a sibling or two siblings that were Mm -hmm. my sister and brother's age and so the families were friends and then kind of the youngest ended up being a year or two apart too so then we all became friends but my parents would always comment that because of that age gap that we were all really good at just like doing our own thing and like our parents didn't have to entertain us when we were growing up to play that we could all you know figure it out because we were used to like playing on our own almost like only children yeah that's very true Mm -hmm. or i was good friends with the family and the sister there was two sisters this is where i think gender kind of comes in a little bit so it was Mm -hmm. two sisters and they were two years apart and they would fight all the time oh and i just didn't understand it Mm -hmm. and i would (laughs) and when i'd be over there i would always be like yeah, like, your younger sister can play with us. I don't care. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't mind, but she minded. Yeah. And and I remember their mother saying to my mom, how do you get them to play so nice together? 
And my mom was like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, like she was like, I'm like, these are your siblings and no fighting. Like, right. You know, like my mom was like, I mean, I threaten when they start fighting that they have to play by themselves. And then they like, don't like that. <laughs> um, that was always, if me and Marcus got fussy, she'd be like, you want to play by yourselves in different rooms? And we'd be like, no. <laughs> she'd be like, we'll figure it out. Actually, I knew a brother and sister that were like that too. Because I would go play with the sister and Marcus would go play with the brother. And we would sit there looking at each other like, why are they screaming at each other? Like, yeah. I knew a few kids like that. There would be times where my brother or sister would be the one babysitting and then I would have to get tagged along and because it would just be when there was like a town thing going on yep. and then there would be like a couple of other kids so it would just be like a bunch of kids and the other siblings would be screaming and fighting at each other and then I would always just end up crying because I'm like what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone Every- stop yelling! Everybody love everybody! <laughs> it's like uh, what's, that the, uh, what's that quote when it's just like I don't know what we're yelling about! Loud noises! Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Anchorman. That's what yeah. it is. Um, ooh, there is a risk of middleborns being condescending. Mm. And it is important to realize that lastborns have a selfish streak that can be demanding. The general rule is do not make fun of things at your spouse's expense. Always laugh with your mate, not at him or her. That's, yeah. I th- I feel like that just goes out of even like birth order. That's most people. Yeah. That's most that's people. just, yeah. Most people are like, can we not just make fun of me all the time? Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. The last one. If you are a last born, best match, first born. Yeah. If you're last born, best match, first born, worst match, another last born. Mm. So two last borns in a relationship is chaos. Last borns <laughs> have a tendency to get into financial trouble in marriage. And it takes a lot <laughs> of extra effort in this kind of a relationship to work through who pays bills, who cleans up, who takes care of the social calendar etc that bills thing is very interesting yeah because i feel like it's your parents didn't typically especially if you're a kid with a big gap it's mm-hmm. like you weren't really around when your parents were pinching pennies as much or yeah you know like it's just a different stage of life like we were saying before it also just comes from i think if you're the last born you feel like you're always going to be taken care of yeah you, you really don't have to worry about much you yeah. Know. Even think of like uh, the big partiers are usually the last borns. Yeah. Had a I've had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I said that not even realizing. I was just like, yeah, it always be those younger siblings that would get drunk, being like, ah, whatever, my brother will take me home. It's fine. It's his job. Uh, or they're the ones who buy you booze. <laughs> that oh my god, I was also moving, true. I was moving into college and I had a family hookup <laughs> and uh, one of oh, my yeah. one of my cousins got me alcohol and my mom i didn't realize my mom was gonna stay and help me unpack and she just found like two massive bottles of vodka my freshman year moving into my dorm and she was like what what is this she found the first one and i was like oh no, oh, no. <laughs> where's the second <laughs> no it wasn't far behind it and then she was like why there two <laughs> what was what did she do did she take one away no oh. i was also like and we're just gonna yell and make it more of a thing i was yeah. like put it in the fridge mm. cover that up uh, want to know something funny though? What? Space Jam was a uh, last born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is interesting. Yikes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Talk mm. about chaos, baby. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, wish I had read this a few months ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Da da da. Last borns have a built-in tendency to pass the buck. <laughs> so if both partners are hell bent on blaming each other for everything, that's not going to end well. <laughs> okay (laughs) he literally blamed me for not liking him enough oh man already okay to help ensure this doesn't happen they suggest being wary of selective listening and to make sure you're Mm. not manipulating each other 
<laughs> you should also hold each other accountable for things and avoid being defensive. More importantly, keep your sense of humor and try to stay laid back, which is a last born natural quality anyway. Damn. Interesting. Let me see the other. Okay. The other article has something about only childs. Onlys with anyone. <laughs> okay. Uh, unlike the other birth order positions, only children haven't been studied as much. <laughs> They're like, we don't know. They're like, well, we don't fucking know. Yeah. Figure it out. <laughs> Report back. <laughs> Most people assume an only child will resemble a firstborn in relationships, but that doesn't take into account the fact that an only never had an advis- advisory or bossy role with younger siblings. And only with the firstborn can be a good match if the only child acts less classically like a firstborn. And only with the lastborn can present issues if the only has had little experience with the relatively immature attention-seeking behavior of the baby baby in the family. <laughs> Perhaps no surprise, middles and onlys make a good match with the middle child accustomed to the needy side as well as possibly the bossy side of his or her only love. Relationship tip. If you're with an only, figuring out whether they're more likely... An autocratic firstborn or a pampered lastborn will help you work through a relationship more smoothly. And if you are an only, you may do well seeking out a partner of any birth order who has a clutch of siblings. You were the type who always missed siblings in your own home. I think that makes sense of people that just don't have big families are often attracted to people with big families. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, Okay. Interesting. What do you think? That's all the info basically here. Yeah. I'm like, I do think it's a really interesting, but... Do you think you would ever like hear someone's birth order or do you hear someone's birth order in a conversation and try and like figure out more personality traits about them? So it's something I've never really thought too, too much about. I don't think I try to figure it out, but it's just, I feel like it's more the opposite of when people do stuff. I have been the one to ask like, were you the youngest in your family? Oh, really? And they'll be like, yeah, why? And I'm like, that is a very youngest thing you just said. Okay. Or like habit. Okay. It's interesting. I've never really thought about stressing it. But I'm also right. a middle person. So I've never, maybe I did feel that like, eh, kind of mesh either way. Yeah. I mean, I think I've always just thought about it similarly to you of like, it's important to me that they're close with their family. But I mean, I guess also like would just be understanding of certain like complications in a family and like how sibling dynamics can get complicated. And that was something that Very I really true. liked so much about Space Jam was that he really understood that and mm-hmm. he had similar experiences. So... I think that can also get tricky of like depending on where they are in the lineup and how close they are. Yeah, very much. You know, because they're going to look at situations differently. Mm, Yeah. My biggest thing I've noticed was not birth order. And now I'm like starting to think about marriages in my family and like, are they oldest and youngest a lot of the time or whatnot? Mm -hmm. But it's like, it's more of anybody that brought a significant other to any type of family thing whether it was the five of us or like say like christmas eve or easter where it's like oh it's like 20 people and you have Mm -hmm. cousins and all this stuff it just was very obvious people that did not have big families yeah people that did and like big even just meaning like oh it always was just the four of us like we weren't tight with our cousins and that's something that's just like out the gate i'm just like this is gonna be pretty hard to work (laughs) yeah you know um we did we usually did holidays like when i was young my aunt uncle and cousin would come over but that was seven people mm, you you know so it was usually like really really small so yeah i think that's also just it's a whole other dynamic where i'm like i'm used to just no one asking questions (laughs) you know (laughs) interesting I don't know. I, the, one of the things that I'm thinking about now with this too is 
my own habits. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not naturally the caretaker. And I wonder if in a lot of ways that was hard for Space Jam and why he didn't feel like I really loved and cared about him as much because I'm, I've always gotten cared for. One, just being a boy, that partly might be the whole mother-son dynamic. Right. But two, yeah, if he has, if he has like two sisters and it's like the three moms thing. Right. Or, yeah. Because it's, I've never really noticed guys being super caretakey of kind of anybody, I'll be honest. Right. I think he wanted to feel that being cared Mm. for. And then when, like, that's just not my personality. Like, I'll care for, like, if you're sick, I'll take care of you. But like, day to day, handle your own shit you know like that's how i'm like yeah be a big boy figure it out (laughs) and like that's just i'm not gonna you know do things for you yeah and it's it's interesting because i'm i don't think i'm super caretaker either so i think a lot of times it is more of a personality thing Mm -hmm. like you know how you meet people and then like they say your their job and you're just like yeah that makes a lot of sense and like when they have like like if they're like a social worker or even just like a teacher like there's something Mm -hmm. about like this caretakerness oh patience that i'm just like yeah like you know a nurse when you meet a nurse Oh, usually. Yeah. 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 Like when Carrie was like, I think we'd become a nurse. We were like, yeah, we could see that. (laughs) We're like, oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Whenever you're like, do you know of a babysitter? I'm like, Carrie. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Carrie, you've been caretaking uh, all your partners forever. So, you know what? You've had a lot of practice and you should get paid for what you do. Um, You should get paid for it. So, that makes sense. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I thought this was interesting. We haven't done anything like this. No, we haven't. I like it. Yeah. If you have anybody has any interesting birth order stories you want to share, email the pod. I'd be curious about twins. I want to hear twins, triplets, those dynamics. Yeah. Especially if it's just one with twins. Yeah. I feel like it almost would be like two middle child children then. I don't know. I I think gender would really matter in that. For sure. You know. Thank you all for listening as always. And if you haven't left us a review on Apple Podcasts, please do so. And follow the pod at Shooters Gotta Shoot Pod. And I'm at Sparica with two A's. And I'm at the Guaca underscore Molly. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye.